When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, and our guest this week, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at EvergreenSTL.com, is Mark Montavani. Mark Montavani ran for St. Louis County Executive in 2018 and lost by 1,100 votes. That's it. 1,100 votes to Steve Stenger. Uh, Mark in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Steve now in jail. So uh, we had a chance to uh, to revisit that uh, and then also talk about whether or not he is interested in going back at it in 2020. There will be an election in 2020. Uh, current county executive Sam Page is the interim county executive, and so there will be an election in 2020. Um, and we really got in, we really got into that. We also got into a lot of the St. Louis centric issues, some of which were not present when Mark was running. Um, a very candid interview. I, I feel like I can maybe say that about the vast majority of these interviews we've done, but I think. Uh, Mark, Mark himself said, he goes, oh, anytime either somebody curses, which I don't believe, well, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't, it, I don't, it doesn't even set off a, a little alarm in my head anymore. I'm used to it on the podcast or anytime somebody says, oh, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, or now oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. I know they're in a good, comfortable spot. And Mark had that a few different times, which was good. We were having a good, honest conversation where the microphones were just kind of in, in, in the way because we're just sitting there, uh, bullshitting amongst ourselves. And I always enjoy having a conversation with him. Uh, I know a number of our audience members when he was first on the podcast became aware of, uh, of him and, uh, and became fans. And so, uh, this was, this was eye opening. It was eye opening for his perspective. Uh, certainly he lost by a narrow amount to somebody who now is serving time and no longer in office, which, uh, you know, only he can talk about what that experience is like. And, uh, and then also the debate as to whether or not to go right back at it because he still feels passion. That is for certain regarding St. Louis County and uh, and making changes for the region. So that's the conversation with Mark Montavani uh, here today on the Tim McKernan Show. He's presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, is our studio sponsor. You can find him at thehomeloanexpert.com. If you are going to be buying a home or if you are going to be refinancing, make sure you go to thehomeloanexpert.com. Nobody is going to be able to turn it around for you quicker. Nobody is going to be able to save you more money. And on top of that, this is someone that I have known both on the air and off the air for close to a decade now. 
and I don't think twice about recommending to the audience. And if I didn't feel that way, I wouldn't do the spot. It's real, it's real simple. Uh, he's online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Cares about not only his customers and his staff, but his community. And that's why he spent November climbing a mountain in Ecuador to raise money at theclimbforthekids.com. That's the kind of guy we're talking about with our title sponsor of the studios here, Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. That's where Mark Montavani joined me here on the Tim McKernan Show, presented by Evergreen Wealth Strategies and Mark Hanna. Mark Montavani, our guest this week here on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Mark, welcome back. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I understand it's been about a year and a half it since uh, I did this last time, and uh, my circumstances were a lot different then. <laughs> uh, but uh, I I enjoyed uh, that experience, and uh, so many others told me they uh, enjoyed uh, listening that I feel a, a sense of some loyalty to Oh. revisit. Well, thank you so much. Not I, that I know that I have anything to say, but, uh, but, uh, we'll I'll let we'll you see. be the judge of that. We'll see. Well, I, I don't, I'm trying to think, and I'm sure some people would maybe cite presidential elections, but I don't know if there's an election in recent history where people go, how did we miss it that badly? How did we not elect Mark Montavani? And now a man who is in jail is, is the man who defeated somebody who a lot of people liked anyway. And you you lost by 1100 votes. How did we miss it that badly? Well, I think, um, uh, if my father were alive, uh, he would have said, uh, you must've been a really bad candidate. (laughs) I mean, uh, I, I succeeded in losing to the uh, most unpopular politician in the history of St. Louis. So I mustn't have been very good at this. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I mean, uh, I never had expectations of winning or losing. Yeah, you, you really didn't, though. No. Like, you uh, kind of would say that away from No, I didn't know what was going and to happen. And I was like, God, I think you really can win. Well, I thought I could, right. but I wasn't counting on it. Even right. uh, the night of the election, when these results were coming in, we had a, a party, uh, a watch party, as they call it, uh, at the uh, Frontenac Hilton, and uh, everybody was very nervous, uh, all of my staff and uh, family. My son was a uh, nervous wreck. And I was so uh, sort of disconnected uh, to all of that. I, I felt like I had done what I wanted to do. We had run the campaign. I really wanted to run. I said what I wanted to say. And I had no preconceptions about how the voting was going to go. I had been behind most of the uh, campaign and we were gaining rapidly toward the end. And we knew that it was probably going to be close, but I, I was sort of at peace. It, very odd because I'm not that kind of guy, frankly. <laughs> but that night I was very much uh, at peace with however uh, it, it went. And, um, uh, but it, it wasn't from a lack of... Uh, uh, enthusiasm for the opportunity. It was a matter of just recognizing that I didn't know how political uh, uh, contests like this turn out. And I would just, uh, I would just wait and see. You know, mm-hmm. I, when, when I was campaigning, I used to tell people, I can't guarantee that we're going to win. Uh, the only thing I can guarantee is that we're going to deserve to win. 
you know, that's an old line from, uh, I think Adams and Washington both used that during the Revolutionary War. They, said, they would say, we can't guarantee that we're going to defeat the British, but we're gonna, we can guarantee that we deserve it. And I felt like we kept that promise. I felt like we, now I think most people recognize that we deserve to win. Uh, but that's some small consolation, really. As it plays out over what we've seen here over the last year and change, does it make it hurt more? Yeah, I don't. I I was I was not really hurt uh, in an odd kind of way. I I frankly, I felt more frustration and disappointment around the appointment of the successor than I did uh, to the election. I mean, you know, people are going to vote as people are going to vote, and. Uh, uh, I, I, I was very disappointed with that process, but from a hurting standpoint, no, I didn't really feel like I was, uh, was hurt, uh, or anything. Well, pissed. Thing. Yeah, I wasn't angry. I was never, I've never even really been angry about it. I don't know why this is, right? Cause I'm not a guy with the voters no actually are more upset about it than the I, sense that I, I feel I, again, I, I feel like we were involved in the work and doing the work and communicating what we wanted to communicate and, uh, and I, I felt like we did that. I, there are there are frustrations that you know I don't like to dwell on too much. I, I mean, I was frustrated with uh, some members of our community who I felt uh, allowed their own personal interests to override their judgment. Uh, uh, people who I would have expected more from. Frankly, I was disappointed with some of that. I was disappointed with some of the media. Without naming names on the former point, I would, yeah, I would never. I, I know, names. but 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 along those lines, if you can elaborate on principle, perhaps not naming names. Well, there were there were some individuals who indicated to me that they would be very supportive if I ran, uh, relative to financial support and other kinds of activities. Who, when I got out there, uh, at in in several cases, in large measure because of their encouragement, I turned around and they'd hit the road, and they were afraid of the incumbent and uh, that, uh, you know, here I was taking all the arrows really, but he had a reputation deserved or not for being punitive and people did not want to take him on. And what was, what frustrates me is to this day is that some of the people of that ilk had very little to lose. They're at a, at a status and a, a place in this community that they, they're fine. I'm not talking about a, you know, a, 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 a small landscape uh, contractor who's trying to build a business. You know, I, I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't want to, you don't want to be at risk for your business in that circumstance, but uh, you know, uh, people whose uh, businesses have been well-established for generations and who, because they didn't want to take a risk on a, um, a, a parking lot uh, a permit or some such thing, said, hey, Mark, I just can't do what I said I was going to do. I found that very disappointing. And I think it inhibits our progress as a region. I didn't see this before, but there is a reluctance in some circles in this community to stick your neck out. And uh, perhaps that's because they didn't see me as a viable candidate. So it might be in some respects my own fault, 
but I was very disappointed with that. Yeah. So anyway, so that was one thing. Uh, you were about to say the media. Yeah. So it turns out, you know, I'm not going to make any friends with this comment, but it turns out that certain aspects of the media uh, are connected to uh, people are who are in power here. I mean, um, I mean, for for example, and I, I will say this name, and I'll probably regret it, but that's people need to know. Uh, you know, uh, KMOX Radio has a radio program on Friday mornings uh, that is hosted by Mike Kelly and John Hancock, and I think they're good guys. I've met them and, and whatnot. But practically speaking, Mike Kelly was Steve Stanger's campaign manager. And he's on the radio every Friday morning. And, of course, once I complained, they suggested that they would steer away from commenting on county politics. But uh, on the other hand, they're part of the institution there. They're having coffee with other radio hosts around the office. And that tends to, in my opinion, kind of infiltrate the consciousness of that whole organization. I had several interviews on CAMOX, and they were most discourteous to me. Uh, and I didn't think I deserved that, okay? Uh, they, they were uh, very mistrustful of me and my motives, uh, which I still believe were pure, and, uh, and the only way I can, the only thing I can attribute that is to the fact that they had relationships with people who were working aggressively to defeat me. I think the average guy in this community believes that people who are on the radio are disinterested, are objective. And I assure you, nothing is further from the truth. Um, I was on a um, radio station uh, in, on an African-American, uh, demographic radio station and the, uh, host, uh, attacked me, um, uh, as you know, around the Greitens issue and these things that I have some vulnerability about, but, uh, totally disrespectful. And afterwards I was told that he was on my opponent's payroll. Well, this stuff, uh, should, should, but if it goes on, it should at least be disclosed in my opinion. So, that was an education for me. I was a little naive. Uh, and I think that's unfortunate. I think that the people in this community should learn to uh, listen uh, with a little bit more skepticism, perhaps, as we might do when we're listening to MSNBC or Fox News or one mm -hmm. of those. The same thing is happening here on a local basis in many, uh, uh, in, in, uh, many outlets. And uh, that was a surprise. Yeah. The, uh, you made reference to maybe feeling more pain with the appointment process uh, before Sam Page was appointed as the uh, successor to Steve Stanger. There certainly was, and not surprising, a lot of talk of you possibly being in the mix. How real was that? Uh, we tried. Uh, I reached out to the county council people who would be making the appointment to mixed reaction, uh, one of them told me, uh, you're the guy. Uh, others, uh, a couple of people didn't return my call. Others we had uh, fair conversations with. Uh, whether I would have gotten that appointment or not, I don't know. But 
there, there was a clear rush to judgment. I mean, Stenger resigned at noon, and at, by 6 o'clock, the, uh, 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 Sam had been appointed. Uh, this had been under discussion amongst the county council for some time. Uh, they, uh, they, they indicated that this was an emergency situation and that they had to make the appointment immediately, which was not true because the uh, chair of the county council could act as county executive when there was an absence. So there was no uh, lack of uh, leadership uh, in, in place. This was an effort, in my opinion, to uh, avoid community discussion of uh, who the successor should be. And, and frankly, I felt that uh, having uh, lost by the narrow margin that we lost by and uh, by virtue of the fact that if there were le- illegal activities that Sanger uh, engaged in, the proceeds of those activities were used against me. I, I mean, I, I know the whole community was a victim of this crime, but I was the direct victim of the crime. The money that he raised illegally was used to smear me on radio and TV, right? So I felt like uh, my supporters should have been given a hearing, at least. And if they wanted to go a different direction, that was their uh, their call. Uh, and and I thought that was a, uh, a shame that we didn't uh, try to uh, be a little bit more thoughtful uh, about uh, that, that sele- selection. Now, given the fact uh, that it is, in fact, an interim appointment, uh, 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 the, uh, I, I've been criticized because I, I keep referring to uh, Sam as the interim county executive, uh, which he is, right? I mean, he got five votes, right? Uh, I got 90,000. He got five votes, all right? And he's the interim county executive, and it, it cracks me up because we're big hockey fans. And, you know, the whole time Craig Berube was interim coach, he was interim coach. I, he was introduced, I think, on the ice at the yes. seventh game of the Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals in Boston as the interim head coach for the St. Louis Blues, right? right. They, they, were, um, they, they were totally consistent about that, right? Uh, I'm the only person in town who refers to Sam Page as the interim uh, county executive because they want to get by that, right? And so be it, right? But it, the, the, uh, the contrast over the last year cracks me up. <laughs> So, considering the circumstances, you say I'd, I'd I'd make another run. Yeah, I don't say that. Uh, I do you I'll, just say I'm done? No, I don't. I'm trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not being coy. I really don't know. The uh, there are a lot of people. I'm not surprising, I guess, would like me to run again. Uh, the The fact is that I don't really like running for office. Uh, what didn't you like about it? I I want the job. Uh, but the, there are things I like about it. I like meeting new people. I like making new friends. I loved the going to somebody's living room and talking to 25 people and hearing them out. And, uh, I loved that. Uh, I didn't like, I didn't like all of the, uh, maneuvering around getting this organization or that organization to be supportive Mm -hmm. or, or whatnot and kind of competing for their attention and competing for their support, uh, who's gonna who's gonna be offer us more kind of stuff? I didn't like that part of it, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, uh, and so, um, I, I, I running 
is not something that I particularly enjoy. I think politicians like it. I know. I was about to say, it seems like a lot of politicians love the campaign well, but hate the job. You're the inverse. I'm, to- I'm totally opposite. All right. Uh, uh, you know, Sam, uh, and, and Sam, I consider Sam a friend. I mean, he just appointed me to this board of freeholders and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? I think we see the job differently. But uh, I, so I, I don't want to turn this into a bash uh, Sam uh, conversation because he's a, he's a thoughtful guy. Uh, I think he wants to do a good job. And, and so I, I uh, but uh, you know, Sam has run for, uh, you know, I think state rep, state Senate, uh, Lieutenant governor, uh, 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 County council, you know, I mean, uh, I did that once and, uh, don't, uh, want to jump right back in. And, J- and Jake Zimmerman, who I also consider a friend, who's a delightful guy, frankly. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many offices these guys have run for, right? I, that's just not who I am. And, and so actually the biggest, the biggest uh, impediment to me running again is the fact that this has turned into a two-year term. So uh, uh, this next election will be in November of 20. And that is, that election will fill the uh, county executive's role until November of 22, which was the end of Stenger's mm-hmm. term. Okay. So it's another two year term, right? So when I made the calculus to run, I made the calculus that I would run once and serve for four years. Now I. And that uh, was going to be it. Well, you were only going to do one term? No, I don't know. Okay. I was going to wait right. and see but how you, I like it. But you were clear that you did not have any aspirations for any office. No, I know. My God, no. I know, but you, you say I, it like that, but you know that there's a lot of people well, of who yeah, say, oh, this is my, and, and then within a year, they're they're running for U.S. Senate. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I as I said, I don't really like running for office, so I, <laughs> I can't hardly imagine it. You know, I tell people all the time, uh, this won't make friends either. A couple of people have said to me, Mark, you know, the Democrats were looking for somebody to run for governor because it's probably a lost cause, right? And so being the patron saint of lost causes as I am, uh <laughs> Uh, people, some people said, Hey, why don't you consider that? And I said, can you imagine a worse thing than running for a governor in the state of Missouri? I can't imagine a worse thing. You know, tonight we're in Kennett, Missouri, and tomorrow we're, you know, we're in uh, Albany, Missouri. I, I, uh, uh, so you wanted one job. That was it. That's it. was the thing that was so refreshing. It's like, I want to fix this. I have been successful in business. I want to do this. So, somewhat, it felt like out of duty, and that to I me was right. that no. that to me was so damn refreshing. I, I, and I could I, buy in. I do feel a sense of uh, duty uh, and uh, commitment to the community. The community has been very good to me, and you know we still are limping along, and uh, uh, we're we're not competing as we should, in my view, and I. I, I struggle with where the leadership is going to come from to break out of this uh, kind of malaise, this uh, the, the doldrums. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, Sam Page will do fine at uh, eliminating the corruption that existed, which is important uh, and absolutely necessary, of course. Uh, and... Uh, I think the trains will run on time. Uh, my challenge is whether I think that's sufficient for this community. And 
I, I struggle with that. Does your family want you to run again? Hey, hope you're enjoying this conversation with Mark Manavani here on the Tim McKernan Show. Our guests are always presented every week by Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He is online at evergreenstl.com. It brings me great joy to hear that a number of our listeners have given Mark a call and met with Mark and found out that what I am saying is accurate. He does indeed work with everyday people every day and put you on the right path for wherever that destination is that you want to arrive. But you have to know how to get there. And that's what he specializes in. His number is 314-889-0503, 314-889-0503, or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. It's end of the year time. You got to get your stuff organized. That's so important. I'm now at a point where I enter, I spent a, you know, before even coming in and do TMA this morning, I, I spent a bunch of time entering in all of my credit card transactions uh, and in uh, and, and, and all of my uh, withdrawals from my checking account and e-pay, all this stuff. And I'm entering it because I'm tracking it, but I'm insane. You probably enjoy your life and are a little more easygoing than me, and you don't do this stuff. So it might not necessarily be as organized. And I have to tell you, I'm a little more envious of, of you for not being as organized because it's crazy what I do. But that's how I've gotten myself now because I wasn't organized at all. Mark Hanna can help you get organized and be ready for the end of the year. He's online at evergreenstl.com. It's Evergreen Wealth Strategies. His name is Mark Hanna, 314-889-0503. He presents our guests here on the Tim McKernan Show. And a sponsor who has been with us from the very beginning, who I made sure to switch to just because I was so impressed, is James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 to go online at carltoninsurance.net for home, for life, for auto. It's James Carlton. And you know, Jimmy the Cat Hayes, who I've been doing the radio show with now for 15 and a half years since we started in July of 04. He said, I know it's going to be awkward because I like my guy, but... James is just better. I know that. And I'm going to make the switch. So the cat is now in the exact same spot I was at this time last year. It's my responsibility is to take care of my family. And the reality is I just know James is the best. So why wouldn't I put my family in the best position? That's why I made the switch. And I think a lot of times when people think about making the switch, what they worry about is, oh, I got to have this awkward conversation. And then I got to fill out a bunch of paperwork. And, you know, the reality is it's part of the deal. But what's, what's more important, taking care of your family or having the awkward conversation, you know, and dreading the awkward conversation? You take care of your family. And then the best part is James Carlton staff, they do all the work for you on the paperwork. And now you are a client of somebody who prides himself, doesn't just do customer service, he prides himself on the best customer service. Make the switch. You will be happy you did. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, back to our guest presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. This week, the guest is Mark Manavani. Uh, some do, uh, some don't, uh, frankly. Uh, we, we have all of my children and grandchildren over every Sunday night for dinner, which is a, uh, it's like that Blue Bloods TV series, yeah, you know, where they do that. Say, we have, we like- have, like this is like the Bronx in the fifties. We, we, it's, it's almost worse. We have we have uh, we have three kids who are all here in St. Louis, uh, and then uh, we're there. We're expecting our tenth grandchild. Wow! And the oldest is just six. Okay, so all these all of our kids have had children like at the same time, 
And so we get together on Sunday nights at our house for what we call dinner, but it's more like a melee, you know, <laughs> there's, 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 there's there, like in the TV show, Blue Bloods, they sit around a dining room table and they converse about the day's uh, events. Nobody sits at this thing because most of us are chasing after a two-year-old or who just bit somebody or something <laughs> like that, you know? And, and so, uh, so actually it came up last night and uh, one of my daughters said, dad, you have to do this. Uh, people want you to, people are enthused about your potential for leadership. And uh, I, I said, well, I hear that. Thank you. But uh, we'll see. Okay. I, I, I've told my supporters that around the end of the year, I would, uh, I would uh, make a decision. I don't have to jump in so quickly. People know me now. Uh, I was building the yeah. ID. Uh, somebody, somebody sent me, uh, somebody sent it to me yesterday. Somebody sent it to me to, to, again today, a poll that, uh, was taken in the, uh, region and, uh, you know, both Sam and Jake are, are running and I was like right with them in terms of, uh, support and, and whatnot. So I don't feel any super urgency. Mm -hmm. I think we'll watch and see. When do you have what, to make a decision? I have to, you have to file in March. Okay. Okay. And, uh, uh, of two things are of most importance. One is, uh, you know, I've been appointed to this board of, I'm going to use the correct term electors, uh, as, uh which is referred to around here as the board of freeholders, freeholders yeah. or by some board of freeloaders, which <laughs> is uh, sort of laughable. And, uh, and that is my primary focus right now. Uh, if I can help accomplish something significant there, if I see that there's a path for that to be a uh, sea change in our community, I think that would be my priority. Uh, uh, and, and I also am watching how, the, uh, uh, how, how Sam is performing and whether he... Uh, whether I believe he deserves uh, to uh, to move forward. All right, so I got a little time to figure yeah. these two things out. Yeah. When when you look at the landscape of St. Louis at this moment, granted, we're talking about what uh, fifteen months ago, I guess, since mm -hmm. since the primary. Anything stand out to you moving one way or another outside of what has transpired with with your opponent? Well, I mean. Uh, the, uh, the, the MLS uh, situation that we discussed last time is, uh, uh, uh changed, uh, uh, the landscape of, uh, downtown, both mm -hmm. from a, from a physical standpoint, and I think, uh, uh, beyond that, uh, I think there are some, actually some positive things going on in the city of St. Louis. There, uh, some development uh, going on there. I think it's so... Uh, you know, when I talk about the city and county uh, coming together in a different kind of way to think more regionally, I get a lot of people from uh, St. Louis County who uh, push back and say, well, we don't want anything to do with people in the city. You know, it's a, it's just a total mess there. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and I recognize the many challenges that the city has. But anecdotally, if I were to count the number of cranes uh, at work in our community today, I think there are more at work in the city of St. Louis than there are in St. Louis County, which is a bit of a change from the way it's been most of my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I think there is some progress in the, in the city of St. Louis. 
and uh, I, you know, clearly we have to deal with those other uh, persistent challenges of poverty and crime and uh, whatnot, which hold us back tremendously. But uh, none of those things are going to go away overnight. They just require, I think, a little bit more tough-minded um, uh, decision-making and uh, a positive, let's get it done kind of approach, which I see a bunch of people kind of wringing their hands too frequently instead of saying, let's just get after this, mm-hmm. you know? Running parallel to everything that happened over the last, whatever it is, 15 months was better together. What was your observation on that as that rose and crashed very yeah. quickly? So uh, I had conversations with the better together people from pretty early on in their uh, development. The, uh, the notion that we need to uh, come together more regionally, I think is exactly right. The, uh, a couple of their decisions were uh, ruinous, I think. The, the notion that we would submit this to a state or they would submit this to a state vote uh, rather than uh, allow the people in this region to make this decision uh, turned me from uh, at least interested to an opponent. Uh, this is our problem. Uh, we have to solve it in a way that the people in this community are going to embrace. So I found that to be a deal breaker uh, for me. I could have never supported whatever they said. Wasn't it as simple as strategy? Well, I think it was. Uh, I mean, I think it was a recognition of the fact that this couldn't get approved. Right. Here. And so let's just do Put it, it on and the ballot run November 2020. On the state, and exactly. we'll get the guys in the boot heel to straighten it out. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that's baloney. Right. And if. Uh, you know, what you're supposed to do as, as leaders is convince people that this is the right thing. Yeah. You, don't, you don't try to disenfranchise them. You try to have the conversation with them. I found when I talked about this stuff with people in my campaign, I would begin talking about city, county, uh, working together more, uh, not a merger ever, but a city reentry. And initially folks in different parts of the county, especially would roll their eyes. And then when we'd have the conversation at the end, they'd say, well, God, nobody ever explained it to me like that before. That makes perfect sense. Why haven't we done that? All right. And I found people to be, uh, open to these things. Now, again, I'm told by others that the polling is still bad for this city reentry thing and, and whatnot. I think it all, uh, presumes that people can't be, um, uh, persuaded uh, to listen and to think about it and when they come to a better understanding of it to be more comfortable with it. So, uh, I, so, so anyway, back, back to better together the, you know, the, the, the statewide vote was a deal breaker for me. The, uh, the, uh, the integration of the previous county executive into the long-term leadership role was preposterous. And, uh, and, and so the other thing I like, I'd like to say about this though, is there are different, uh, uh, people who were involved with that Better Together movement. Uh, the people who were making some of those decisions about uh, electoral strategy and whatnot, I think uh, weren't always entirely honest about what was going on. Some of the people on that board are terrific people, right? I mean, there, there are people who served on that Better Together board because they feel like I do that St. Louis isn't achieving its uh, potential and they were trying to identify ways to create change. And so I think we, uh, we paint it with a broad brush when we act like everything about better together was, was terrible. Uh, the effort, the, the, the thought process, 
of many of the people who served there was not bad uh, at all. To the refuge for trying to get rid of the city earnings tax, which I think is there was some of that in there. I think that that was horrendous. Uh, and, uh, and I think the other bad outcome from Better Together is that it convinced people that there's a silver bullet, that we're going to make one change that is going to uh, eliminate our crime issues, eliminate our poverty, bring everybody together, change the tax base, and that there is this one giant big idea that's going to fix everything at once. Mm-hmm. I think that's wrong. I wish it were true, but I just think that's wrong. And I think that we who are serving on this board of electors are going to have a challenge convincing the community that whatever we propose is big enough because they've been misled to think that there is this panacea out there. And uh, uh, I think it raised expectations of uh, too high about a single uh, uh, governmental structure change that will uh, correct all of our uh, shortcomings at one time. I, I, I think that's, and they, and they kind of set that expectation. Right. And I think that's uh, going to be uh, hard for us to overcome. Well, I think that's because people go, what's, what's happened in Indianapolis or Nashville and what has happened? And they go, well, they did what St. Louis needs to do. And then, so therefore it becomes, oh, this is the silver bullet. This is the cause and effect. I know you have studied this. And, and I recall when you were on the first time you talked about what you were at one of your, uh, you're one of your courses at Harvard, if I'm not mistaken, and the, the gentleman came up to you, the professor said, oh, you're from St. Louis. That's one of the most dysfunctional metropolitan areas in the country. If, am I correct on that? No, that's answer? correct. Yeah. No, that's, ex- that's the exact right uh, uh, story. And uh, that is our reputation uh, amongst people who are the most knowledgeable in the field about governmental effectiveness. Uh, I mean, it's not surprising. We're we're fragmented uh, across uh, municipalities, the 89 or 90 municipalities in St. Louis County. We are fragmented across a number of different counties uh, within the greater metropolitan area. And yet I believe the, the, the biggest source of that uh, dysfunction is the uh, division between the city and the county. The city and the county are the two economic drivers for the state of Missouri, not just for the region, but for the state of Missouri. And for most of our lives, we have grown up in a system where there is a zero-sum game between the city and county versus with regard to economic development opportunities or whatnot. Not only were they not working together, frequently they've competed. Mm -hmm. And this, I think, division is uh, is ruinous for us in many respects. We're competing with communities all over the world today that really have their shit together, that, uh, that work together, that have a government structure in place. And here we are not able to even uh, uh, achieve meaningful collaboration in this body of a million three hundred thousand people. That is viewed as a huge negative in terms of economic uh, opportunities uh, that that the globe, global economy might bring to bear, and I think we can fix it. Uh, but we have got to convince people in this region that their little micro uh, parochialism is not bigger, of more import than the region is. Uh, an example. So when uh, when Sam Page uh, announced his uh, nine appointees to the uh, board of electors. 
there was concern amongst at least one or two members of the county council that nobody from their district had been appointed. Uh, and uh, I understand that, but practically speaking, we all have to come to prioritize not our, our, our district, but our region, our community. That's what is driving uh, our success or failure, mm-hmm. in my view. Uh, you know, I, 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 I suspect this is similar for you, Tim. I have lived in a lot of different places in this community. You know, I've, I've lived most of my time in St. Louis County, but I've lived in, in Afton and Sunset Hills and Glendale. And, you know, now I'm a little do businessman, right? Uh, which is <laughs> Ledoux uh, businessman, yeah, Mark Montavon. Yeah, which is so insulting to me. But it is where I live. So <laughs> you what know what can it is. I say? It's, it's passive. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah, right. Uh, and and I, uh, I have worked in uh, downtown St. Louis on a number of occasions in Clayton, in Chesterfield, in De Pere. I don't feel like I am a, a Ledoux businessman. I feel like I'm just a St. Louisan. I feel, uh, if, and if this eliminates me from consideration as a county office holder, so be it. I don't feel much more affiliation with St. Louis County than I do St. Louis City. I think we're one place. And this, these artificial distinctions just create uh, uh, impediments to us moving ahead. We can't, in my view, we can't effectively solve our problems whether they're crime or, or, or poverty or housing or economic development opportunities, when we're having to, uh, we're having to, when we're bifurcated across city and county lines, we, we should have one crime initiative, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, is crime in North St. Louis appreciably different than it is in North St. Louis County? Do we have to have different bodies, uh, uh, focusing on this challenge, and we can have city cops and county cops. I don't care, but at least the policy needs to be consistent. It feels like to me, and I think the same thing is true for uh, permitting and uh, and the like. Uh, so, I think this fragmentation uh, holds us back, and I think we've come a long way in the last five years. Uh, guys like me and others have been willing to talk about this. And uh, if our generation doesn't get it right, hopefully the next generation will. You mm-hmm. know, this, this board of uh, electors comes together, it seems like, about every, gen- every generation. It, so it, uh, in, the, in the 50s, the board of freeholders uh, uh, created, the, uh, created MSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually the only positive that's ever come out of one of these things, is they <laughs> created a unified uh, 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 sewer uh, system across uh, the region. They tried again uh, in the uh, 80s, uh, and they couldn't get their act together. They didn't come out with uh, anything that was ever really taken to the voters. They had met in the, in the 20s uh, and uh, in the 1870s. And so about every generation, there is a, uh, a recognition that maybe we can do better. I'm so hopeful that we can get it right this time and that we can bring the city and the county together together. Uh, we, we have not only these economic and policy challenges, we have this kind of attitudinal uh, 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 difference in our head, mm-hmm. uh, which I find hugely counterproductive. Uh, uh, there's mistrust. 
which is ridiculous. I mean, we're, we're all, we, I think this is why the St. Louis Cardinals have become uh, uniquely uh, prominent in this community because they are one of a few sole uh, attributes to the region. People from the city and the county and the larger metropolitan area all come together on that. Uh, but so often we don't come together on, uh, on other issues and we don't uh, trust and communicate. And I think this is the challenge of uh, today's challenge so far as this community uh, is concerned. Uh, I'll just say a couple more points. I know I'm, I'm, uh, I'm blithering and blathering here too much perhaps, but, uh, so, you know, I was raised in Afton by parents who left the city when I was about five. Uh, uh, I was born right off the hill and then we moved, uh, to Afton and, uh, when we got our house in Afton, it was a ranch house, uh, uh, one bathroom. It wasn't a big deal or anything like that, but we had a backyard. You know, we didn't have an alley. We had a backyard. And to my parents, they felt like they had taken a step up the ladder. Uh, they, they didn't leave the city of St. Louis because they were trying to get away from black people or any such thing. They, my dad had been in the war for a long time. He felt like he was taking a step up for his family. It was emotional. There are a lot of people, specifically in South St. Louis County, who have that same feeling today. It's, this is emotional for them. Uh, I, have a, I have a buddy, I, I used to pl- hang out in Lima a lot when I was a kid playing ball. And I have a friend who grew up in South St. Louis. And uh, he, uh, in St. Boniface Parish, which is kind of near Southside, and he moved to uh, South County middle age. Okay. And he wants nothing to do with the city. Right. Uh, and I think it's emotional. It's like, I've taken that step up that ladder. It's not Mm -hmm. logical. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. It's not like the city isn't affecting him. Uh, anybody who's in St. Louis County who lives in St. Louis County and thinks the city doesn't have an impact on their life, on, uh, their future is, uh, is, is dreaming. It does. I, I, I promise you, uh, uh, there is, n- there is no bubble. Uh, right. and, uh, you know, uh, whether it's crime or whether it's, uh, uh, economic, uh, development opportunities or, or, or whatever it is, these things, uh, inure to our benefit or detriment as a region, in my view, mostly, and secondarily then perhaps on a, on a neighborhood by neighborhood basis. But that's, that's, that's of less impact, I think. And, uh, and so I long for the day when we are just St. Louisans and we're all rooting for the uh, uh, progress of the community. So, uh, but, but that's an emotional issue with people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I was yeah. as effective in discussing that with people who have that emotional barrier as I was people who have just a financial barrier. You mm-hmm. know, in, in Chesterfield, I would run into that same criticism of, no, we don't want to have anything to do with the city. And I would say, why? And basically it boiled down to the fact they didn't want to bail them out of debt. They didn't want the financial consequences. When I explained that if the city reenters St. Louis County, the city retains its own balance sheet, retains its own bond rating. We don't have any of those. Uh, we're not guarantors as county uh, 
residents for city obligations. People in West County, many of them say, oh, I get it. Right. right. That's fine. Then. Right. Why don't we right. do that? Right, right, right. right. You're the exactly emo- right. The emotional challenge is a little harder one, I think, but uh, it's, it's one that I would love for us um, to get over. And if, if my generation isn't able to get this done, then perhaps yours will, perhaps the next generation will. I'm, if nothing else, I hope we're, we're uh, providing the conversation that will enable uh, people who are open-minded to get excited about getting this done uh, in, in, in the future. You know? I listen to you talk and you speak with such passion and knowledge. I just don't know how you can't run. I have to be, I mean, that's, that's my read. Gangster Pete, the producer, shaking his head as well. I mean, I just, it's just like, that, that's my reaction to it. You know, I had, we were talking before we went on, Mark, about uh, Anthony Bartlett, who was in here of St. Louis Transplants, and that interview resonated like crazy. Um, and, and, I, and we both agreed, I think he's right around my age, said we have, there's an understanding now in the region that we need change. Now, I've been talking about this on the radio or television for nearly 20 years. Right. But oftentimes it was met with resistance. Um, what do you mean we need train to, to change? And I think the combination of Ferguson, the Rams leaving, crime statistics, it's made people go, okay, we, we clearly do. But what we're lacking, and I don't even know if you want to go to, to the statewide or U.S. Senate or wherever, is somebody that inspires people for leadership, Democrat or Republican, who gives a damn. And I felt like your campaign had that, not to some, you know— Obama or Trump level, of course, for a county executive position, but still people were buying in. And I think that encouraged people. And I haven't seen that around here. I really, I really, I don't, I don't even, in my life, I, I don't know if I've, I've seen that around here. So, well, so I understand, but it, it's a, um, you have to thread the needle here because uh, there are, your, your audience is probably very receptive to the way I think about this stuff. There are audiences that are not. And uh, uh, I, I don't know how much impact one can have without the office, and to have the office, one has to get elected. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I told you last time I was on the program that when I was running last time, my political advisors told me to shut the hell up about this stuff. And I, there's, there are people today, uh, to this day, who say, you know, if you hadn't talked about city reentry into St. Louis County, you'd have won. And I'm okay with that. I, I would rather lose. Playing, play. your, playing your game as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. Right. For yeah. sure. I, I, you know, if I, if I, it, this was never about me, really. It was about changing the community, all right? I, all right? And so uh, I, I don't... Uh, uh, I don't regret that at all, but uh, there is polling that indicates most of the people in St. Louis County don't want to have anything to do with the city of St. Louis. Now, again, I felt like when I talked to people, they got it and they agreed. And, uh, but that takes somebody who's willing to take that risk and willing to lose and, uh, uh, and I don't know that our political system rewards those kinds of folks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my, my experience. So, um, so I, look, I'm, I'm, I, I, 
I, I promise you, I'm not. I'm not being coy. About oh, no, this. I, I just I, don't. I, I, I just don't know yeah. if if it's worth it for uh, uh, me to uh, deal with this. And if I, from an electoral standpoint, and if I can do some good with the uh, with the board of electors, and I'll just be a board member there. I'm not in control. That you know, that, there there was some consternation about whether I should be appointed that because I have a point of view and. The idea is this should be open-minded folks who are going to come and make these decisions, and uh, and people know that I have a, a, a point of view on, on this, and so uh, thankfully that we haven't met yet. Uh, I don't know whether I should continue to speak out or if I should be a little bit more of a uh, of a, a back room guy once this process. Uh, gets uh, gets going. The proverbial wallflower? Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to see how uh, that that all uh, plays out. But even that is a challenge because if, if let's, let's say that the Board of Electors comes up with a proposal that says the city of St. Louis uh, will re-enter St. Louis County as the 89th or 90th city. The city will retain its mayor, its board of aldermen, its financial uh, integrity. Uh, the uh, uh, some of those county offices in the city of St. Louis. You know, the city of St. Louis has both city and county mm-hmm. function. Some of those county offices will be uh, integrated with the St. Louis county offices. So there will just be one uh, assessor. There will just be one recorder of deeds and 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 whatnot. And those tasks will be run at the county level. There could still be an office in the city for those people to mm-hmm. be working in those jobs to serve the current residents of the city of St. Louis, but it is still a part of St. Louis County. There are, uh, there are people who suggest that that will never pass. And whatever the Board of Electors recommends, it has to pass approval both in the city and the county. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have to thread the needle on what is... Uh, uh, achievable and what is uh, material. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see, you know, how, how others feel about it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not a candidate for uh, chief executive of that body. I'm just a board member. All right. And so uh, my role by definition will be a little bit different. Uh, So anyhow, I, I appreciate the, I'll take that as encouragement, but it's an honest observation. Yeah. If I was like, yeah, this probably, this probably isn't a good idea. I just sit here and say, thank you for the time. But I, but I'm like, man, I mean, this is, this is, uh, there's detail, there's passion, there's a plan. Uh, and fortunately it's not like it's been four or six years. I mean, it's, it's been what, 11 months. I hope, months. I hope this, I hope that whoever is, Mayor next, uh, whether it's Mayor Crusen or somebody else, uh, and whoever is uh, county executive next, I hope they show some leadership on this stuff, and they put the long-term interests of the community ahead of their own near-term political uh, opportunities. That to me is the marking of a great political candidate. That's what you want. That's who I vote for. And I don't care what political party they're in. That's that's truly well, who but, I vote but for. But politics is the art of the possible too, and so you have to balance out sure. what you think is a is a great idea 
uh, great. But in the plan. moment when you're by yourself and you're weighing things that are proportionately seemingly equal, you are going to act in what you think is the greater good and not in your own self-interest. That's what I look for in somebody I'm going to vote for. And that's why I could buy in when you came in and you're like, listen, this is all I want to do. I'm not looking to run for governor or Senate. I believe that I can help fix this. And that's why I'm running. I'm like, that's, that's what I need to hear. Yeah. You know, and, and you might think that's kind of like, well, of course, what else am I going to do? But most people don't hear that from politicians. They're like, oh, this guy's going to be great, but he's going to leave to go run for a higher office right. in the next two years. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, I'm 65. <laughs> you know, I. Well, I every have, presidential I, candidate's over 70. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I <laughs> or at know. least as far as currently polling well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, all, all I, uh, all I want to do is, is help this community find its way. And, um, uh, I think we're lost. I, I mean, I think we're lost. That doesn't mean good things don't happen. Good things do happen. And, uh, uh, however, it seems to me that they mostly happen without engagement of our governmental leadership. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, to me, that's the lesson of the MLS story. This could have happened a few years ago if the county government had, in my opinion, stepped up and done the right thing. Now we got there anyway. Because we, private interest, right? The silver bullet that is the Taylor family. That's exactly right. And I think some people would argue that that's better that it's a private thing. I disagree. I think it would be better if it were community uh, uh, activity than if it uh, was just the uh, investment of private folks. And and I'm I'm so thankful that they stepped up, but. Uh, wouldn't it be better if we all were uh, a, a part of this, right? And the city and the county had supported the city mm -hmm. collectively to get to uh, this answer a, a few years ago. I think that would have been uh, terrific. Uh, would it have cost some dough from the county? Yeah, probably would have. But uh, you have to you have to invest. I don't know if we talked about that last time I was on, but com communities that don't invest in themselves fall behind yeah. you have we have to find a way i know our resources are challenged we have to find a way to invest in the future of this community and whether that involves you know a technological uh, advancement or other forms of economic uh, development we have to uh, invest i think i talked about the atlanta uh, comparison last time atlanta invested in a new airport when i was a young guy st louis didn't and it changed the trajectory of Atlanta in a way, you know, that now we have to we have to go through there to go yeah. most any place uh, outside of uh, uh, Dallas United or Chicago. States. Yeah, right, right. So, uh, uh, and and when and if we invest in ourselves, we will find then young people will be more inclined to return here uh, because they'll think it has a they'll see the better future. Mm -hmm. you know? That's the it's big all thing. about That's the future. Something a big thing. I, I'm such a big proponent of that element of it. Yeah. Well, I have, uh, I've kept you longer than I anticipated. That's what I do. It's, it's not right. intentional, but I've enjoyed the conversation, uh, as always. So thank you so much for, uh, for coming back in. Always enjoy the conversation. I know our audience does as well. I appreciate it. It's always good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. So there it is. Our conversation with Mark Monavani here on the Tim McKernan show. You can tell gangster Pete, I'll tag you in for a uh, conversation here. You can tell he is pained by whether or not to run again for St. Louis County Executive. What is your read, Gangster Pete? Yeah, I get the feeling that he's not sure he wants to do it 
which I'm bummed out about because I think that he'd be perfect for it because it's all he wants is this job and nothing beyond that. Yep. And I think that would be such a good thing for the city. I, uh, I am, I, I, I it, it's really, I think it's this simple. My action for the record, and it's not like I have any inside word. I mean, I heard everything that you guys just heard, um, is that he will not. That is where I, now I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but you got, I got to make a bet. I'm throwing a hundred dollars down. I got to make a bet. Ah, I'll say he's not. And I think he's not because it means he would have to run for the office in 2018, 2020, and 2022, and he just really don't want to deal with that. I think that's it. When he explained that part to me, that's where I was like, yeah. oh, no. Yep, yep. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's 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 where my action is. Maybe, maybe someone will uh, change his mind. Not to say his mind is made up, but maybe someone will change his mind on that. Um you know, in regarding when, when he was on in 2018, this is the way that uh, even even if I, I guess I'm not required to because it's a podcast, but just ethically, I think it's the right thing to do. Everybody is welcome to come on this. And I know back in 2018, Iggy was trying to get on uh, Steve Stanger and uh, and he just would not come on. Um, and so we would certainly welcome and enjoy having Sam Page on current county executive. Um Jake Zimmerman, who Mark made reference to, who's announced he's going to run for it. I, everybody's welcome. You know, if this were radio and it were uh, legislated by the FCC, we would have equal time uh, laws or regulations. But in this case, um, you know, it's it's our own little uh, fiefdom here. And so, you know, it's I, I like hearing um, from people and their different perspectives on these things. This is a huge situation for St. Louis County. And uh, to get uh, everybody's perspective would be wonderful. So, uh, Mark, giving his um, perspective, which you can tell he's so passionate about. And then I believe he said this on the podcast. And if he didn't, I'm not saying anything that's out of school, but he's talking about, you know, whether or not to run. And then now maybe just wait for 2022. And uh, and he said, oh, at that point, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm too old. I'm like, my God, you'd have 10 years on Joe Biden and. I don't, I don't know how old Bernie Sanders is. I know Donald Trump's 73. I mean, that stuff, I don't know. I think it, it depends on how you're feeling, how, how sharp you are mentally and how sharp you are physically. And then, then the rest is just kind of a number. I mean, you know, there are some 50 year olds who, uh, who look like they're 30 year olds and there are some 70 year olds who look like they're 50 year olds. And then at the same time, I've got some guys who I was in school with and you know, time has not been a friend to them. So, so it just depends on, uh, how everything winds up working out. So, um, but yeah, but if I have to put a hundred down, he is, uh, he just, it's the campaigning and having to do it three times in a matter of 18, 20 and 22. I just don't think that's appealing to him. Um, I always enjoy the conversation. Your thoughts are welcome. T McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I never really, uh, me personally, uh, I try to avoid the, uh, what we joke about on TMA is the hashtag radio wars. What he said about what his experience was with, um, the media, that was, uh, that was something I, I had no idea was coming. I mean, you know, Camo X is by no means, uh, the competition of our operation. They're in a different stratosphere, but, um, uh, the, uh, the stories on, on what he experienced there, that was something else. He clearly feels very strongly um, about that. And then also, uh, the better together perspective. Um, that was, that was also something that, um, you know, I, um, that he wasn't on board with, uh, one, um, but that he is an advocate of the city becoming part 
of the county. So he isn't a merger guy so much as he is uh, the city becoming part of the county. And he said even that was unpopular with people, which is in a sense a compromise on it. So um, it just it's a conversation. It's one of those things. I think I can say this every damn time I'm wrapping up an interview, but I could have gone on forever. And then I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I think I've I think I've taken enough of the person. And plus we have the ventilation situation in here where the guest begins to perspire. And even if I couldn't tell that it's been too see sweat beads, that's when I go, oh, it's probably, it's probably time to wrap her up. So I appreciate Mark coming in. Enjoy the conversation. Your thoughts are always welcome. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Please uh, send them in. Guest recommendations, questions for questions from the audience. You want to make fun of the weatherman's picks. They're all welcome at T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Thank you to our sponsors, TheHomeLoanExpert.com, Ryan Kelly. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, carltoninsurance.net. Design Air Heating and Cooling, they're online at designairservice.com. They're the number one trained dealer in the Midwest. And Johnny Landoff Chevrolet, Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth exit, online at landoff.com. For Gangster Pete, for Iggy, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.